Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. But what is this sales tactic that uh, folks like myself are telling everybody? Bonus depreciation is going away. You know, well, it's it's phasing down, right? And you know, like next year, it's going to go down to eighty percent. But you know, if you were to think about the bonus depreciation portion, is just a portion of all the losses that you get. There's a, a lot of that. That stuff may not be taken in the first year. And um, again, I I just don't think like it's like it's literally going to step down twenty percent. So an example would be maybe you invested a hundred thousand dollars and you got a hundred thousand dollars of passive losses because you know the deal is using pretty good leverage and that's how you're getting that much capital and equity. Um, to contribute to so much of that losses, so in that case, um, what what I, what I would say, like in the next year when bonus depreciation goes down to eighty percent, it's not like you're going to get eighty percent if it was the same amount of capital contributed in the same deal, but in the twenty twenty three instead of twenty twenty two. At that point, um, I probably guesstimate that it might be maybe like ten percent less than what you got. Still pretty good, right?、Um, you're just gonna have to invest a little bit more, but you know. At some point, this stuff is phasing out, and the best time to do this was yesterday. Like you know, we talked to a lot of our clients about infinite banking, right? And how there was last year, there was this big、um, hurrah over like the seventy seven oh four changes or whatever it was. But you know, this stuff is never getting better. Just like investing, right? The best time to invest was yesterday. But you know, another thing that these passive losses can do, other than just manipulating your adjusted gross income from that year, is also offsetting capital gains. So, capital gains is you know when you sell an asset or syndication comes full cycle and you get your money back and you get your nice returns, exactly why you went into an investment for the first place.、Um, you're going to get this、uh, hit with these capital gains, and this is straight from my tax form. And back in 2017, I sold. Uh, I believe this year I sold six or seven of my little rental properties for a capital gain of、uh, almost two hundred thousand dollars. They're on line thirteen, one hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. Right? Oh crap! Right? That's a lot of、uh, taxes.、Um, if I'm if I was in like the three hundred thousand dollar range, that would have exploded my AGI up to five hundred thousand dollars. But what I did. Was I use my passive losses because I was investing in syndication deals prior to this, or maybe in the same year,、um, I was compiling all these passive losses via cost segregation, bonus depreciation, and I was、um, I had a I had a pretty good amount just、um, being suspended is what they call it, suspended passive losses or passive losses that haven't been executed or used yet. And what I did is I just pulled it down from the cloud in a way. Um, and I put it there on line seventeen to offset it. Boom! Knocked it out and paid no taxes. And this is where a lot of like old school investors they always talk about this ten thirty one idea. Ten thirty one is just another right a way to defer. But the problem there is you're putting all your money from one deal to another, and the deals are getting bigger and bigger, which totally violates one of my big things. I tell a lot of my investors: you never want to have more than five to ten percent of your net worth. Into any one deal, so old school investor, what they're going to do is they're going to buy like a single family home, ten thirty one into a duplex, ten and thirty one into a, a fourplex, eightplex, sixteen unit. You know, then they've got all this capital gain, and the only way that they can get away from the taxes is die. 
And the problem with doing it that way is everybody knows when you're a 1031 buyer, you're a sucker. Right? We love it when people buy our apartments that are 1031 buyers because we know that they are motivated buyers. In fact, they're so motivated that because if they don't close the deal in 180 days or whatever, that they have to pay all this taxes to the IRS and they get absolutely killed, right? Maybe, maybe their form might look like this, but like add another zero here at the end. And this is where this whole new school way of thinking of get rid of that stupid 1031 exchange and break up your portfolio into many, many deals. Like personally, I think I must be in like 80 or 100 syndications at this point. And all my net worth is di like very diversified geographically, different asset classes, different deals. Um, I do a lot of apartments personally, and we operate that, but I also go into many, many other asset classes that are a little bit diversified on how it's correlated with the economy, right? We never know what's going to happen with the economy, and we never know how it impacts any one asset class sector. So but from a tax perspective, what this is doing for me is it's allowing me, you know, these deals that I'm in, they may cash out and, and give me a huge gain, which is good. The bad part is you're going to get the capital gains and depreciation recapture. But if I break this up so much and I keep a certain level of passive activity losses on the 8582 form, then at some point I've created this nirvana world where, you know, if I'm in 100 deals and 10 of them cash out, it gives me a whole bunch of money. You know, my passive loss, suspended passive losses may be a million or $2 million dollars. But it may go down to 800. But then when I invest, reinvest the money, it'll go way back up and it just keeps going up and up and up. And this is kind of the concept of passive loss nirvana. Wow. And you really never pay taxes, just like you were with a 1031. But with the 1031, everything is pegged on one asset, right? Again, not diversified. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.